good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, wherever you are. I would like to continue the discussion with regard to mainstreaming disability or mainstreaming rather disability into the Sustainable Development Goals Agenda 2030 with reference to Malaysia. Now, this is a precise and a candid opinion that I have with regard to the review of the Persons with Disabilities Act 2008 Malaysia. I would like to explain why I have this opinion that we need an anti-discrimination act or a Disability Discrimination Act, similar to the one that the United Kingdom had in 1996. Of course, later on in the United Kingdom, they changed to the Equality Act 2010. Now the Disability Discrimination Act, or shall I just give um, a general um, uh, way of describing this act as an anti-discrimination act. That's three words, yeah? Or two words. Um, we'll put disability aside, but we're talking about disability. Now, the word discrimination doesn't sit well in Malaysia for many, many years. Even the word activist, um, it seems like you're really against the government and you you will be jailed or you'll be penalized or bring to court if you were to openly uh, disagree with the government on many matters. And there were acts that uh, control uh, what you got to say in public life. Now, I'm just clearly wanting to say on behalf of persons with disabilities, obviously not all persons with disabilities are going to agree with me because they have different opinions. But I would like to say that having an anti-discrimination act at an appropriate time in a history of a nation would help the nation a lot to sort out a lot of things which an administrative act like the um, uh, what do you call it? Like the um, Persons with Disabilities Act 2008 is doing right now. There are opinions that you need just to tweak a bit, that revise that act a bit, and then you will resolve things with the other mechanisms. But that is an interest of a low budget planning for the government. What we want is the idea, the concept, or something that is comprehensive and would resolve a lot of problems. By saying out there an anti-discrimination act, you would have in place a commissioner, a tribunal, redress mechanism, the harmonization of the act with the uh, Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. By saying anti-discrimination, we says it, what's happening on the TIN. The TIN is PWD Act 2008 is not anti-discrimination. PWD 
2008 is discriminatory. If it is suggesting, this act is suggesting that is, is anti-discrimination, it did not prove itself to be so all these years. Since 2008, since it's um, since it has been enacted and has been used, there is no evidence at all that the conversation, for example, there is a clause in the act that says, we're going to revise all the acts in the country to make it more to do with anti-discrimination for disabled person. We're going to make the other acts like Education Act, Employment Act, Streets Drainage and Building Act to have a way to make it that it is anti-discrimination. But it hasn't. It hasn't done so. It's not being discussed at all at the level of the minister with the council. So this act is somewhat redundant. So let us sit in there, the fact that the Person with Disability Act 2008 is toothless. From the very beginning, there were people who were involved in the draft of the act before it became the act, who wanted to have the commission, who wanted to have a redress mechanism, but it was all taken away and then stated that this Person with Disability Act 2008 is toothless. It doesn't have any power, which is true because the power does not lie with the person with disabilities council member. The power lies with the Minister of Women, uh, Family and Community Development. So that is what it is. It says on the tin, that's what it is. Don't say, don't be dishonest and say that is an anti-discrimination act. We know that disabled persons in Malaysia are facing discrimination at every level. Housing, transportation, uh, cultural life, uh, access to education, employment. So many, many sectors are not being resolved. So therefore, the country needs a Disability Discrimination Act to sort it out with a proper commissioner, or you can do a royal commission, whatever it is, independent, of a ministry directly accountable to the parliament or shall we say the uh, uh royal the royal uh, meaning the the sult uh, the um, the highest uh the highest state meaning the sult uh, the agong in malaysia so what i'm trying to say is that we need to sort this out things need to be sorted now it's a mess you know uh it became worse. Like last time, they didn't have so much uh, requirements who can go, which university, and what disability can't go to which university, and they want to do a system where it's uh, like, um, uh, you, we won't have disabled person compatible to this university so that they can do this course. They're not letting uh, disabled persons to choose whatever vocation they want in life. And that is for those who can go to universities, so have the right qualifications to go to universities. Of course, disabled persons say, I have the qualifications, I want the right to go to universities, to, to, to a university to have this course, but there, there is this um, situation where the government is putting requirements that you must be of a, uh, of a certain uh, disability, only you, 
or ability, then you can only do a course. So it becomes worse in this country. And with regard to abuse of children with disabilities, we see the case of Bella, where the person who complained um, is being subjected to harassment because their names are out there in the media. They are not protected. There is no commissioner or a mechanism to protect them if they make a complaint. Therefore, we can only guess that a lot of other people out there, uh, children of the, uh, with disabilities who are being abused, but people do not want to have their names be out in public or people don't want to be um, let themselves be scapegoated or, you know, vilified in public because they complained about somebody else. So the point I'm trying to make is to solve the problem of our country, we need to have a commissioner, a disability commissioner with a proper office of about 20 or more people right now invest in it so again we can resolve this. We can't have Suhakam because it is not um, a way to deal with it and they haven't proven that they could deal with this issue. There's too many issues. The disability commissioner need to do a lot of work. They need a lot of people to assist them where um, they go to different states. Our country works with the, it's a federal constitution that each state is governed in a way, they have laws in a way that is pertaining to that particular state. And you know that the Uniform Building Bylaw 34A under the Streets Drainage and Building Act is gazetted by each state from the from the year 1991 to 94 and uh, 1999 in Sarawak. So therefore, the state government is the one that will in, ask all or require that all authorities in that state to enforce the act. And if the act is not enforced, there will be a penalty accrued. Okay, so the penalty given um, if a developer does not comply with the exact requirements or standards in the implementation of the Uniform Building Bylaw, they will need to be penalized. There is no penalty. So who is going to deal with the issue of penalties? Uh, by right, the person who does the act has a clause that needs to review all the laws in the country, but it has not set out to do so because the ministry or the minister knows that there needs to be a lot of coordination and their ministry do not have the people to do the coordination work with the other sectors, with the other ministries. So we are helping out Malaysia by suggesting a Disability Discrimination Act where the commissioner and a redress mechanism would resolve the problem of the country. I'm not giving a lot of case studies. There are a lot of case studies. One glaring thing that is happening under UBBL 34A is that in that law, it says a person can enter, a disabled person can enter, use the building and exit. What is what it doesn't say there, the interpretation is when you said exit, it means that during an emergency, a disabled person can exit safely, intact, and not being disabled by being in that building, for example. Now, imagine that a lot of buildings have been passed or certified 
by local authorities, which doesn't suit or which doesn't comply to this UBBL 34A in terms of emergency escape. That is a huge problem there, right there. How are you going to rectify it? So, you know, in this country, we try to resolve a lot of things with consultants, but the consultants themselves lack a lot of things. I can cite examples that I've heard, but I wouldn't do it here. But the ones that I've cited, everyone knows about. So um, I would leave it there. And I would like that this podcast is broadcasted in my Talk Architecture podcast. And whoever does listen to it, if you're an architect, um, I've talked about UBBL 34A. And it is in your interest to learn about universal design, to learn about this um, law and also to understand the Malaysian standards 1184 and 1183, because this is the contentious thing that we have here in this country with regard to persons with disabilities. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day.